Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Ya llegaron los ahorros y estilos de otoño a JCPenney. Con hasta 50% de descuento en nuestra venta del hogar más grande de la temporada. Y ahorra 35% extra con tu cupón. Además ahorra 40% en ropa de invierno para toda la familia. Y 20% en juguetes y disfraces Disney. Compra con estilo JCPenney. Ofertas y cupón válido hasta el 31 de octubre en selección de estilos. Apliquen exclusiones. La temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 31 de octubre. Disney se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. looking at my Twitter account and I came across a post from somebody who reiterated some statements that I've heard a lot of people make with regards to the current situation in our country. Specifically, they were referring to the speech recently given by the occupant of the White House, the installed occupant of the White House, Joe Biden, at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, flanked by United States Marine Corps and a red background behind him. And the term that has been used frequently, and 
the one that just really got to me this morning was the term surreal and how this is such a surreal situation. And it's not, folks, it's not. It's not a surreal situation. This is about as real as it gets. We have, in the United States, enjoyed an unprecedented run of prosperity and peace and ease. And there's good that comes with that, but there's bad that comes with that too. And the bad that comes with that is the belief that it can never happen here. And this is actually a belief that is encouraged by the enemies of this country, by the enemies of the people of the United States, by those who would reverse the Constitution such that the people are once again subject to the government instead of the other way around. And this didn't happen overnight. This has been going on for a very, very, very long time. A good argument could be made that uh, the groundwork for all of this was laid way back when with uh, Woodrow Wilson. But the most recent foundation for where we are now, the most solidifying action for where we are now, came from the Obama administration. The weaponization of both the military and the federal bureaucracy to include the intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice, but all of the federal bureaucracy, all of the regulatory agencies, the weaponization of those organizations against the people of the United States really happened under him. And this particular administration being his third term, because make no mistake, Joe Biden is not capable of running this country. He's not capable of brushing his own teeth. He is an, incomp uh, an incompetent and incontinent moron. The man has always been a moron. He's always been a tool. He's always been a puppet because he's not smart enough to be anything else. He's the puppet. Somebody else is pulling the strings. It's Obama. It's Obama's administration who's doing this. 
It's the George Soros types, etc., etc. They have weaponized the government against the people of the United States of America. They have attempted to and have largely succeeded in reversing the order of the Constitution of the United States. This is not surreal. This is real. The reason that this picture looks Nazi-esque, the reason that the speech itself smacked of Hitler, is because that's what it is. This is reality. This is real. Ladies and gentlemen, if they could start rounding people up, start rounding up their political opponents and start shipping them to re-education camps, to concentration camps, they would be doing it right now. That's what the government of Australia was doing during the COVID lockdowns. That was a dry run in Australia just to see if it could be done, and it could. And this war has already gone hot. Granted, it is being prosecuted against the people of the United States by proxy through organizations like BLM and Antifa, who are the reincarnated KKK, once again, the paramilitary wing of the Democrat Party. But we have a president, or a, a president with an asterisk, who has twice now threatened his political opponents with the use of the U.S. military. And he's not kidding, folks. He's not kidding, and the people who wrote the speech for him were not kidding either. They're not kidding. It can happen here. Not only can it happen here, it is happening here. Ladies and gentlemen, they are currently holding in prison, in jail, people they have arbitrarily declared as political opponents illegally, without bail. They are not allowed to see their families. They are being denied their rights 
Under the Constitution of the United States, they are political prisoners being held in their jails in Washington, D.C. Illegally. They are being forced to plead guilty. These are political prisoners. And again, if they could do this to more people, they would do it. They have attempted, once again, by proxy, to assassinate a sitting justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. They have knowingly, intentionally passed laws. Laws that the likes of which had been struck down by the Supreme Court of the United States. This current administration and the previous Obama administration have ignored rulings from the Supreme Court of the United States. These are lawless people. These are lawless people. They will not hesitate to use violence when they think they can get away with it. And the only reason they are not using violence on a wider scale is because they know that they cannot get away with it. Because we, the people of the United States, remain armed. That is the one thing, the only thing that is preventing them from doing what they really want to do. And that is secure power over we the people by force. If they thought that they could get the United States military on board with taking over the United States of America, they would have already done it. They know they can't, but the very fact that they threaten it tells us exactly where their heads are at. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not surreal. This is real. A lot of people say that that speech at Independence Hall was a declaration of war against the people of the United States of America. No. No. It might have been a more open declaration of war against the people of the United States of America, but the declaration of war against the people of the United States of America was long before this. This was during the Obama administration. That was the declaration of war. When they weaponized the federal law enforcement, the federal bureaucracy, and started to infiltrate the United States military, when they weaponized those against us, 
against we the people. That was the declaration of war. And we allowed it to happen. We the people allowed it to happen primarily because we kept thinking to ourselves it can never happen here. It can happen here. It is happening here. And we allowed it to happen. And their side will continue to say and reinforce, oh, it can never happen here. Oh, you're just being paranoid. You're just a conspiracy theorist. Folks, it's happening right now. For the longest time, I've been optimistic that I've been optimistic that the structure that was put in place by our forefathers might somehow prevail and that we might be able to avoid the unpleasantry of military action in order to secure a transfer of power. But every day that goes by recently is making me question that. It's making me wonder if the other side will allow that to occur. Previously they did. Previously they did because they didn't quite have all their ducks in a row. But now they're a little bit behind an eight ball. And the reason that they're behind an eight ball is this. Is because of we the people. Because Donald Trump was not supposed to win the election in 2016. The election in 2016 was supposed to be Hillary Clinton. The Republicans were supposed to put up another John McCain type or Mitt Romney type to run for president such that Hillary would win. And then with Hillary winning, the United States would join the rest of the civilized world. The rest of the civilized world in the Great Reset that had for a very, very long time been the plan of the likes of George Soros and Klaus Schwab, both actual Nazis. And we were supposed to join this globalist utopia 
with an unelected oligarchy in charge. But we, the people, decided that we didn't want Hillary Clinton. Rather, we decided that we wanted to be in charge of our country again, and that put a monkey wrench into their plans. And for four solid years, they tried to undo the duly elected administration that we the people put in charge. And then in 2020, they managed, with the help of the establishment Republicans, to install an unelected individual as President of the United States. And as they are scrambling to try to maintain or retain their gains for their globalist utopia, for their Great Reset, the Biden administration or the Obama administration 3.0 are trying to, to bring the United States up to speed with the rest of them. The good news is that all over the world their plans are crumbling. Italy is going to fall. The Netherlands are going to fall. Eventually, France and England are going to fall. And largely because of what Vladimir Putin is doing, Eastern Europe is going to fall. And their plans are going to come to an end for at least a little while. However, I don't know to what lengths the left in the United States will go to maintain a foothold because if the elections go as they are projected to go in the midterms, they will have a foothold no more. Not only will they have a foothold no more, but their political power will be such that they will be a permanent minority for at least a decade, and possibly two. So if the transfer of power goes smoothly, if they decide to accept their fate, then that's what's going to happen. The Democrats will no longer be a national power ever again, at least not in their current form. As I have, I have, this is one way it will go. They will once again fall back. They will regroup and rebrand 
using new blood from the disaffected rhinos, the never-Trumpers of the Republican Party. That's one way that it could go. Another way that it could go is a, a national divorce. Colonel Allen West has talked about this concept where those states who still adhere to the Constitution as it was written will join together and say, if you are not with us, then you are against us. So you blue states in the Northeast and the Pacific Northwest and the West Coast If you don't want to adhere to the Constitution as it is written, then we are kicking you out of the United States. That's a possibility. That's if it's a fairly amicable national divorce. Another thing is that it could go the way of Colombia and the Colombian Civil War, which got pretty bloody. But in the end, once again, the right will win. Because the fact is, there are far, far more of us than there are of them. We occupy a much, much, much larger territory than they do. And no, they do not enjoy the solidarity and loyalty of the United States military. They do not. They do not. And the United States military, despite what is shown in liberal movies all the time, are not mindless zombies. We are actually instructed that if we are given orders that are illegal, and especially those that are counter to the Constitution of the United States, it is our duty to disobey them. Will there be some in the military? Yes. Do they have the some of the upper echelon in the military? Yes, but I don't think that they have quite the number that even they think that they have. Just like I don't think they have quite the loyalty in the FBI that they think they have. If they did, then they wouldn't have been using the same operatives over and over and over again, and they certainly wouldn't be having this whistleblower problem that they are having now. Which brings me to my next point. No, no, let's stick with this national divorce. If this national divorce gets nasty, if it goes the way of Colombia, which is a, a possibility as well, a, something that is getting more possible by the day, Uh, then it will last maybe a year, maybe two, but it'll be over fairly quickly. And pretty much everything will be okay. We'll be restored back to fairly normal. I hope it doesn't go that route, ladies and gentlemen, because if it does... 
Well, I don't want to think about it. Just like the previous civil war that we had was a bloody civil war, the bloodiest war that we have ever had in the United States, this one is going to be equally so. The Geneva Conventions will not apply. However, again, as long as we keep in mind that such things are a possibility, there is a chance that they can be avoided. The longer, however, we tell ourselves that this is so surreal and that this can't happen here, the more likely it will be to happen here. But I have hope. I have some hope. The very day after his Hitlerian speech, Joe Biden attempted to walk it back. Now, first thing, there are some, and I kind of agree, that say that the reason that that speech even happened as as much as it was an honest exposure of who they are and what they want and what they think it was an overexposure. It was an overstep on their part because they asked Biden immediately to walk it back. The reason is, is that even their own side, their own mouthpieces in the mainstream media saw it as a huge, huge misstep, a huge mistake. Again, they agree with everything that he said. They just don't think that as far as optics are concerned, it was well handled. You see, part of their success, as a matter of fact, a very huge part of their success, is, has been their ability to disguise and to hide who they really are and what they really want. But there are times when they overstep and they show who they really are and what they really want. And this speech at Independence Hall was one of those times, and so they're trying to walk it back. Don't buy this. Yes, they are panicked because they know what's going to happen. They know what the real outcome of the 2022 midterm elections are going to be. They know it. Biden has been declaring these elections to be illegitimate months ago. He has been told to say that, that these elections are illegitimate.
they're scared to death. They're panicked. But at the same time, right after Joe Biden was installed, they began building a wall around Washington, D.C., and it is distinctly possible, indeed probable now, I think, that after the 2022 midterm elections, they are going to immediately declare those elections to have been fraudulent and they will not honor the results and they will not transfer power. They can't, really. When you think about it on a global scale, they want to be able to drag the United States kicking and screaming into their new world order. But maybe, just maybe, they will go ahead and honor the results of the election. But maybe not. And if that happens, folks, things are going to get nasty really quick. Things are going to get nasty. In some places, nastier, more nasty than others. Like you've got the places that have already fallen to the left's paramilitary wings, like in uh, Portland, Seattle, places like that, places that have not quite gone that route, but are very soon going to go that route, like Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Detroit, Chicago. But in places like, in, in states like Florida, Texas, and the Midwest, and so forth, uh, flyover country, that won't happen quite so much because, once again, they know that if they do that kind of thing here, they will get shot. What's funny is when we say that if they riot, if they come to our neighborhoods to riot, to burn and loot, that we will shoot them, then somehow we are the aggressors. That, that's, that's kind of funny. But then again, it is always their policy to accuse their political enemies of doing what they do and of being who they are. They use the term Nazi and fascist so much that it loses all meaning. And that's by design. Because when we correctly use it when referring to them, they can just come back and say, oh, you're just saying that about us because we say that about you. But this walking back is partly, again, to try to improve the optics of the situation. Joe Biden says here, I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat, despite the fact that repeatedly during his speech the day before, he referred to we the people, those of us who oppose him politically, as being threats multiple times during the speech. Illegally, by the way, using 
the military as a political backdrop. That's illegal, folks. He can't do that. Or he, well, he shouldn't be able to do that. This is actually happening. They actually do wish us harm, ladies and gentlemen. They want us either locked up or dead. I am not overstating this. This is not hyperbole. We are a threat to their global one-world government. We are a threat to their power. Yes, we are, and they want us gone. They consider us to be their enemies. And they're behaving more and more like it every day, and we have to wake up to that fact. We have to wake up to the fact that this is happening in our country. This happened in China. This happened in North Korea. This happened in Vietnam. This happened in Cuba. This happened in Russia. This happened in Germany. This happened in Cambodia. Ladies and gentlemen, it can and is happening here. And we are the only ones who can stop it. And the only way we can stop it is to acknowledge the fact that this is happening. That our political opponents are not just political opponents. They are enemies. They view us as enemies. They have been prosecuting a war against us for decades. And we have been too simple, too kindly, too blind to see it. It's time to wake up, folks. It's time to wake up. I don't know if we will. I honestly don't know what's going to happen next. This could go a lot of different ways. Like I said, I'm still kind of optimistic. I still, I still kind of have hope. Because our founders designed the Constitution of the United States and specifically the Second Amendment of the United States for exactly this occasion. They knew that this was eventually going to happen in our country again. And it is our Constitution and specifically our Second Amendment that has prevented us from going the way of Australia and Canada and the rest of Europe. They cannot do to us what the governments of those country or those countries did to their people. We have the advantage even though we are, have still been acting 
rather passively. We're just now kind of waking up politically. This is going to require constant vigilance, even if we win, even when we win the midterms, if there is a peaceful transfer of power. If there is a peaceful transfer of power when we win the presidency again in 2024, we must remain vigilant. We cannot allow the snake back in the house and all of their criminal unconstitutional actions that have brought us to this point must be investigated, must be prosecuted, and must be punished according to the laws of the United States of America as they apply to every single solitary citizen, including those who imagine themselves to be the permanent political class. And that too, ladies and gentlemen, is a class that needs to cease to exist. seems to have forgotten that he is an atheist. Let's take a look at this post of his on Twitter. I love seeing Trumpists condemning the political optics of this image. Admittedly, they are terrible, but they are only bad by reference to values that should lead you to totally repudiate Trump himself. For Biden, this is a gaffe. For Trump, it would be a window into his soul. Folks, Sam Harris seems to be indicating that Trump is evil. The only problem with that is that as an atheist, as a true atheist, one cannot believe in objective good and evil. 
You can't. And the reason you can't is because you have no standard by which to measure that which is good and that which is evil. All you have is your particular point of view, your reference point, making whatever value system you have entirely subjective. And typically, entirely subjective value systems tend to be rather self-serving. Now, without objective good and evil, society would very rapidly devolve into constant bloodshed. Why? Well, because my subjective values, being self-serving, are inevitably going to run afoul of somebody else's object or subjective uh, value system that is also self-serving. My self-serving interests run into your self-serving interests. Whoever is strongest is going to win. Might will make right. However, if we have an objective standard by which to measure that which is good and evil, then whether we agree with that objective definition of good and evil or not... Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Ya llegaron los ahorros y estilos de otoño a JCPenney. Con hasta 50% de descuento en nuestra venta del hogar más grande de la temporada. Y ahorra 35% extra con tu cupón. Además ahorra 40% en ropa de invierno para toda la familia. Y 20% en juguetes y disfraces Disney. Compra con estilo JCPenney. Ofertas y cupón válido hasta el 31 de octubre en selección de estilos. Aplican exclusiones. La temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 31 de octubre. Disney se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. We know that if we violate it, that we are in the wrong. This cannot exist for atheists because, again, they do not believe in a standard by which to measure what is right and wrong. Now, you might say, well, Doc, we can come together as a group and decide what is right and wrong. That is still subjective. It's still subjective. If we get together and we decide on a group of rules by which our society is going to operate, there's going to be another group of people that are going to have a totally different value system by which their society operates. So, a perfect example is you have the Western world, that believes that murder, rape, um, lying, are wrong. They are objectively wrong. 
And then you have, say, the Wahhabist Muslims, not to pick on anybody, but this is just a fact, that believe that you can lie, cheat, steal, murder, rape, as long as it is in service to Allah. Rather convenient. But still, when these two cultures come together, it results in a clash and results in violence. So, who's right and who's wrong? Well, if you're an atheist, nobody. That's just the nature of things. But we need objective standards. We need objective standards to, say, build a house. If you're going to build a house, you have to have an objective standard unit of measurement, be it imperial, be it uh, metric. Hell, we could even go back to the ancient times and make it cubits. But either way, every centimeter has to be a centimeter. Every inch has to be an inch. Every foot has to be a foot, and so forth, if you are going to be able to build a house. If you attempt to build the first floor of a house using one form of measurement and saying that an inch is a certain length long, and then you try to build the second floor using a different form of measurement and saying an inch is twice or half as much long, then you're not going to be able to build a house. You have to have an objective standard to build the house. An even better example of this is mathematics, because mathematics is universal. Two plus two is always four. Doesn't matter how far back in time we go. Doesn't matter how far in the future we go. It doesn't matter where in the universe we go. Two plus two is always four. It will always be four. It always has been four. It is an objective truth. Now, you can redefine what 2 is or what 4 is and call them by different names, but that doesn't change what they fundamentally are. This many plus this many will always equal this many. No matter where you go, no matter what you do. This is an objective truth. And here's where atheists have a bit of a conundrum. You see, since there is objective truth, that necessitates the existence of an objective standard. Because just like you cannot believe in objective truth if you are an atheist because there is no standard, the very fact that objective truth exists indicates that there is an objective standard. If there is truth, there must be a truth giver. 
if there are physical laws by which our universe operates, there must be a law giver. Another mistake here that he makes, other than the moralistic one, is that he states that it would be a window into his soul, speaking of Trump, but as an atheist, you don't believe in a soul. Atheists do not believe in that which they cannot see, touch, taste, smell, experience in some way, or better put, measure, which is ironic since they can't believe in objective measurement either. No, they believe that human beings are merely biological accidents. Like all of existence, they believe that human beings came about because of a series of coincidental, and frankly mathematically impossible, accidents. And that human beings don't have souls. Human beings are incapable of free will. Rather, human beings are just carrying out their biological programming, which is a result of various happy accidents. So, Trump doesn't have a soul. Trump can't be good or evil. Neither can Biden. Neither can Sam. No, Biden is just carrying out his programming. He's neither right nor wrong. At the same time, Trump, too, is just carrying out his biological programming. He is neither right nor wrong. He is neither good nor evil. According to the atheist, if he is an atheist, then that is what he must believe. So, he cannot condemn Trump, nor can he espouse Biden. Because we're all just carrying out our programming. We don't have a choice in what we do. And this brings us to the real crooks of what he has said and what atheists constantly say, the, the entire philosophy of atheism. Either Sam Harris believes what he tweeted here, or he's an atheist. Either he is an atheist, or he believes what he tweeted here. But he cannot be an atheist and believe what he tweeted here. Likewise, he cannot believe what he tweeted here and be an atheist. He can't do it. This tweet is a microcosm of the hypocrisy and fallacy of atheism. This is a perfect encapsulation of the hypocrisy and fallacy that is atheism, be it the new atheism or what one might call classical atheism, either way. 
So which is it, Sam? Do you believe what you tweeted? Or are you an atheist? Ya llegaron los ahorros y estilos de otoño a JCPenney. Con hasta 50% de descuento en nuestra venta del hogar más grande de la temporada. Y ahorra 35% extra con tu cupón. Además ahorra 40% en ropa de invierno para toda la familia. Y 20% en juguetes y disfraces Disney. Compra con estilo JCPenney. Ofertas y cupón válido hasta el 31 de octubre en selección de estilos. Apliquen exclusiones. La temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 31 de octubre. Disney se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches, urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back, and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. again folks here we go again I don't know how anybody given the evidence given the track record of this particular strategy can think that this in any way is going to result in success of any kind, let alone financial. But here 
Amazon is digging their heels in with this racist narrative. They are claiming falsely that their non-white cast members are being threatened and attacked by racists on a daily basis since the release of this show and, and perhaps even before, none of which they are able to show bona fides for. They can't show a single solitary example of these attacks. What they are doing, yet again, is using the straw man fallacy of logic, claiming that a whole bunch of people are saying racist things about their cast members and about their show. And this and and while at the same time actually using another fallacy of logic, calling the fans who do not like their show racists. And they somehow think that this is going to translate into more viewers and thereby into more money. And they need the money desperately. They need the money desperately. Well, first of all, this isn't going to work. And the reason it's not going to work is because this is not what attracts people. Okay? People don't look at something like this and think, oh, well, I'm going to sympathy watch. Because these people are obviously victims. Another reason it won't work is because the people upon whom this might actually work represent an extraordinarily teeny, tiny bit of the population of the United States and the world. Those people who would go, oh, oh this, this show is being racicized, so I'm going to go watch it. That's, that's a very, very tiny group of people. Another reason why this isn't going to work is because, unlike Marvel and DC, the fans of Lord of the Rings are vast. They are global. They are multi-ethnic and multi-racial. And they already liked Lord of the Rings to begin with. And had Amazon actually stuck to what Tolkien had written, they would have 
all the fans and all the views in the world. But that's not what they did. That's not what they did. What they did was they decided that they were going to follow the current strategy of hijacking a beloved IP, intellectual property, for those of you who do not know, in Lord of the Rings. And they were going to superimpose their own socio-political agenda, a Marxist-based socio-political agenda, upon it and try to use that as a Trojan horse to get people to accept their flawed Marxist sociopolitic agenda. Now, this has never worked. Ever. Ever. Any time it has been tried, it has not worked. As a matter of fact, not only that, every time it has tried, it has failed. It has been failing consistently since 2016 with the release of the all-female Ghostbusters. Just like Marxism itself has failed every single time. It has ever been tried in all of recorded history. I will give Marxists one thing. I will concede one thing to Marxists, and that is the fact that they just never quit. But that's not a good thing. Not in their case. Because it just goes to prove that they are so damned stupid. So ridiculously overcome and obsessed with emotionalism. So bereft of any, even attempt at independent rational thought. But they are at least consistent. That's two things. That's two things. I'll give them consistency, and I will give them the fact that they just don't quit. But Amazon overdid it. Amazon way overdid it. I believe that this rings of power abomination, this total molestation of Tolkien's work, is going to be the end of wokeness. In Hollywood. 
Now, there may be some movies that are currently in production or that are in post-production or just wrapped that they're going to have to release because they spent so much money on it. But I don't think you're going to see any of the major organizations, I don't think you're going to see any of the major networks um, release, or major studios release any more woke content at least not not any any big names not any not any big movies and and such anymore with the exception of Disney Disney is going to go down they are going to burn themselves to the ground uh in the name of woke Disney, I predict, will destroy itself to the point where I think very soon they are going to start to sell off some of their major IPs just so that they can continue to stay afloat. But eventually, I think that Disney is going to burn itself to the ground and nobody is going to want the Disney name anymore because it will, be, it will have been so damaged that nobody is going to want it. Nobody's going to pay any substantial amount of money to attain the Disney name. While Amazon, on the other hand, is going to do it quick. Instead of slowly bleed to death, like Disney is going to do, Amazon is going to take the shotgun, plant it firmly in its mouth, and pull the trigger with Amazon's rings of power. You see, Amazon has paid a billion dollars and contracted for five seasons of this show. Now, just from an entertainment industry standpoint, especially when you're coming from a serial standpoint, you don't do that ever. I don't care how big your IP is. You don't do that ever. And let's look at their their two biggest successes to date or, or recent biggest successes. You've got the Reacher show, which was fantastic, stuck to the book exceptionally well. And you've got Terminalist, who was also which was also fantastic and stuck to the book fairly well. These did outstanding numbers. They were not big budget productions. And they made money to the point where uh, Reacher was almost instantly set up for uh, or greenlit for a second season. And uh, shortly after uh, uh, 
uh, what's the other? <laughs> I just said it. Shortly after the terminal list finished up, they were greenlit for a second season because people are watching. People want that kind of entertainment. They want good stories. They want real characters with real character arcs. Good writing, good direction, good acting. That's what sells. You don't even have to have a huge budget. You just have to have a good story with good characters. Meanwhile, but but still, back to my point, I'm sorry. Originally, each one of these was only greenlit for one season. And, and even now, each one has only greenlit one other season. But no, 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 no. With Rings of Power, we are going to greenlight five seasons. We are going to contract for five seasons and we are going to spend a billion dollars on the stuff we've already filmed because we just know that this is going to be a huge success. And it's not. Matter of fact, quite the opposite, and sadly so. Because there actually is stuff in the Second Age, in Tolkien's Second Age, that they could have used, and stories that they could have told that could have been great. But they didn't want to stick with that. And I'll tell you about why. I'll tell you about why in a little bit. From all reports, I have not watched it. I will not watch it. I have far, far too much to do. I am way too busy to waste my time watching this garbage. Especially because I already know what's in it. I knew what was in it. Before they even came, all you know, all I had to see was the the first uh, promo, and and I knew what was in it. I knew what it was going to be. But anyway, I digress. The reports that I'm getting, and the honest reviews that I am getting, are that the writing is terrible. The writing is is sophomoric. That this is this is nothing more than really high budget fan fiction. But they didn't spend any of the money on the writing. They didn't spend any money on direction, and they certainly apparently didn't spend any money on the acting. Those are the three big complaints that I am hearing across the board from everybody that I follow and that I listen to. Doesn't have anything to do with the race of the characters, as a matter of fact. I've heard more than one person, one reviewer, state that the best uh, performances are actually coming from the Black Elf and the Black Dwarf. So maybe they should have featured them a little bit more. And the worst performance 
is coming from the white chick who is the hero of the show, ostensibly. She's coming off as a Mary Sue Karen, both together, all at once. Holy cow, how can anybody turn that down? This, despite what, what, what they have claimed, this show has nothing to do with Tolkien. Nothing. Absolutely nothing to do with Tolkien. There are a handful of characters that have the same names as characters in Tolkien's books. But they are nothing like those characters. And their story arcs in this show are nothing like the story arcs of those characters in Tolkien's writings about the Second Age. And while we're on the subject of not being about Tolkien and not being in the Second Age, there were no hobbits in Middle-earth in the Second Age. The hobbits didn't show up in Middle-earth until the Third Age. And I know some people out there are saying, Oh, well, these aren't hobbits, they're Harfoots. Harfoots, per the writing of Tolkien himself, are just a tribe of hobbits. They're a type of hobbit. They're not another race. They're not a predecessor, a racial predecessor of hobbits. They're not. So what Amazon did was they took this separate family of hobbits called the Harfoot family. They transported them to the Second Age and made of them some kind of indigenous race that simply did not exist in Tolkien's writings. Once again, another molestation of Tolkien's works. This does not in any way, shape, or form resemble Tolkien. Now, and this is one of the reasons why this is failing so badly, is because the Tolkien fan base is so deep and so wide that you can't get away with this. They can't get away with this. Tolkien fans know what Tolkien wrote. And the normies out there who don't know what Tolkien wrote don't know what Tolkien wrote because they aren't interested in this genre. If you are interested in the fantasy genre, it is impossible not to know about Tolkien. It is impossible. Tolkien founded the fantasy genre. You can get away with this with Marvel and DC because there are normies who are interested in superheroes but that don't read comic books. You can't get away with this with Tolkien. You just can't. So here we have 
a poorly written, poorly directed, poorly acted, with two exceptions, show that has been superimposed with wokeness. To what degree, I don't know. Because again, the, the vast majority of the complaints that I'm getting about this is that it's just boring. Where nothing apparently is happening, we've, we're three episodes in and nothing has happened. And it's contracted for five seasons. That is a recipe for financial ruin. They're three episodes in. It's a massive failure after three episodes, and for every episode that doesn't work, fewer and fewer people are going to watch it, and more word of mouth is going to get out about how badly this sucks. So fewer and fewer people are likely to watch it. And so what is Amazon's answer? Insult the fans. Obviously, it makes perfect sense. In order to get more people to watch this, we're going to insult the fans. We're going to scream racism. We are going to claim aggrieved status. We're just victims, victims, victims. I have said multiple times, folks, the left must constantly claim aggrieved status so that they can constantly demand special treatment. And that's what they're doing here. They think this is going to work, they actually, because this would work on them. That's how they think. So why go after Tolkien? That's the next thing. That's another question. Why go after Tolkien? Well, I'll explain that to you. This was planned. This was intentional. Start slow with Ghostbusters. A fairly small fan base. Build up steam with Star Wars, which admittedly was a failure. Well, they all were failures, though. Every one of them. The only ones that were barely not failures are, are uh, Marvel Phase 4, and even that was a failure because they cut Marvel Phase 4 short. Ramp things up with Marvel, and they could do that because they had a lot of money that they could throw away a lot of films. But now, even now, they're starting to run into the fact that we don't have an unlimited supply of money. And we can't afford to throw away as many films as we thought we could. Because, amazingly enough, you need money to do stuff. You need money to make movies, for sure. Actors don't work for free, and they sure as hell don't work on the cheap. But Marvel will eventually crumble as well. However, build up steam with these IPs. All of this, all, all wokeness is founded in critical theory, and critical theory is founded in Marxism. It is not economic Marxism, it is cultural Marxism. 
Uh, allow me to explain. In cultural Marxism, it's not that you have uh, rich people versus poor people. It's that you have oppressors versus oppressed. And there are hierarchies of both. But ultimately, the way it works is certain groups of people are oppressors. The very worst at the tippy-tippy top of oppressors are white Christian men. Okay, These, Those are the absolute worst, the most evilest, worstest of oppressors ever. Okay, and then white Christian women, and then it just goes on down through. And then you've got certain people who are chronically oppressed people. And those are your indigenous people. It's like like human beings are not indigenous on the earth. That's just ridiculous. Um, But, you know, various oppressed people. And whatever oppressors do is evil regardless of how good it is, and whatever the oppressed people do is good, regardless of how bad it is. So that's basically wokeness in a nutshell. And the the oppressed peoples need to be represented more, and the oppressors need to be uh, insulted and put down. So this is why in order to raise up one group, they have to put down another group. They have to insult another group. That's that's why that they that they do that. But this is again, this is Marxist based. It's just revamped for the Western world because one of the things that the Marxist realized is that the financial Marxism doesn't work in the Western world. Because even the poorest person in the West is richer than some of the, the richest people in the third world. So even the poorest people in the West have a lot to lose if uh, economic Marxism were to be imposed upon them. So they won't vote for it. Now... That's, that's why we've got the wokeness. But it, the, 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 the whole goal of cultural Marxism, of critical theory, of wokeness, is to bring down Western civilization. Now, I know there might be some who would disagree with me, but they'd be wrong. The foundation of Western civilization, especially in the United States, is Christendom. Christianity, the teachings of Christ. That's right, Jesus, Judeo-Christian ethics, Jesus-type stuff. I know you don't want to hear that, and you can argue all day long, and if you want to argue with me, it's docbryantshow at zohomail.com, or you can hit me up on any of the social media, just about at Doc Bryant, and on Twitter, at Doc Bryant Actual. You can find me on Gilded and hit up my uh, server up there. Those are the ways you can get in touch with me and tell me all the reasons I'm wrong. Back to this. So these cultural Marxists are trying to put down Western civilization, and Western civilization is founded in the teachings of Christ and Judeo-Christian ethics. This is a fact. So their primary target is 
not just, it's Christ, okay? Now, they knew when they took on Lord of the Rings, and forgive me if you can hear my lawn guys showed up just now, but I'm going to keep going. They knew that when they took on Tolkien, they were taking on a devout Catholic. And notice that they waited until all the Tolkien family members were dead before they tried to pull this stuff off. That little aside there. This is not their last target. Now, this might be their last shot. But I promise you, their next mark promise you somebody, some woke Alpha Hotel Hollywood producer, some woke Alpha Hotel Hollywood producer is targeting Narnia. That was the next one to go. They were going to rewrite Narnia make a prequel, make a sequel. It would be harder to do with Narnia because he actually did all the prequeling and sequeling that you could do. But there are, there are stories that, that could still be told from Narnia. And then ultimately, their ultimate goal was the Bible, to rewrite the Bible and to rewrite Christ himself. Now, rewriting Christ by Hollywood has been done before to very little effect. But I promise you, that's the direction that they were going with this. Now, they're not going to get to do it, because after the catastrophic failure that this show is going to be, after the financial devastation that is going to be caused to Amazon is made apparent. Nobody's going to try this for a long time again. Any thoughts of trying to go after Narnia are going to have to be scrapped. Or they're going to have to make it so low budget that nobody's going to watch it anyway. Because I can guarantee you, at this point, just like with this, when they said that they were coming out and they were going to do this show, I automatically... I wasn't going to watch it just right off the bat because I knew what it was. I knew what they were trying to do. This is another IP that they've hijacked. They're going to woke it up, and I don't want to watch it. Why? Because I love Western civilization. I know Western civilization is not systemically racist. I know all of that is just a construct of the Marxists. It doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, and you cannot show me any evidence that it does. To the point where, if you ask somebody for evidence, by the way, they will talk about imaginary racism, or hidden racism, or uh, invisible racism. But they won't be able to give you any examples. No, quite the opposite. They have to make their stuff up just like they did for Falcon and the Winter Winter Soldier. They had to make that racism up because it doesn't exist. So, now, it is possible. However, I don't know. It is possible. Amazon could pull this out. 
Again, they're contracted for five seasons. They have no choice but to produce five seasons. I doubt all five seasons have been shot, of course. They may be in the middle of shooting the second season, or the third. I don't know how many seasons they've already shot. But this could be rewritten. They could bring people on board who actually know what the heck they're talking about. They could bring back the actual real Tolkien expert that they fired and replaced with fake, woke Tolkien experts. And they might be able to salvage this. They're laying a really bad foundation. It's going to be exceptionally hard for them to pull out of this after only three episodes and they're already in a nosedive, folks. I have said this before. I posted this to them on Twitter myriad times. And it looks like it is finally coming home to roost. Maybe. Well, I I don't know that they've gotten it. But it's true. I have posted this hundreds of times. Get woke. Go broke is a thing. Ya llegaron los ahorros y estilos de otoño a JCPenney. Con hasta 50% de descuento en nuestra venta del hogar más grande de la temporada. Y ahorra 35% extra con tu cupón. Además ahorra 40% en ropa de invierno para toda la familia. Y 20% en juguetes y disfraces Disney. Compra con estilo JCPenney. Ofertas y cupón válido hasta el 31 de octubre en selección de estilos. Se apliquen exclusiones. La temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 31 de octubre. Disney se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. 